All right, we're back. Episode 34 of the Cutler cast and crazy, crazy weekend this weekend. Uh, we had a lot of stuff going on, so we're going to talk about some shows, kind of what's happening and, uh, you know, give you guys a little insight on what's happening at the Cutler headquarters here. So I was in actually uh, San Diego this past weekend. Actually, Friday, I went to Orange County to pick up another car. You, you have a serious problem yeah, with cars. Num- We're going to talk about this. Number seven. So uh, I went out there to pick up a car. I thought I was actually going to stay because I had an event in San Diego on Saturday meet and greet at Boulevard Fitness. And I figured, okay, I'll get some content, take care of some things out there. But uh, I actually ended up coming back on Friday, which I think you were kind of surprised. And yeah, because you, you told me you were... You were flying down there. You were going to pick up number seven, and then you were going to do whatever event and drive it back. Yeah. And that's what I thought you did. And then you were like, well, I'm flying there. I'm thinking, what? what do you mean flying there? Like, well, I flew down there. I drove it back, and now I'm flying back because the flights were so cheap. Yeah, so originally uh, when Angie and I talked, we spoke about going actually for a short trip, mm-hmm. take a few days and take a uh, little time away. Uh, she kind of decided against it because, you know, she's kind of in her training right now and just kind of focusing on – What's happening, and of course, next weekend's her birthday, so we're gonna actually going to take a short trip after that. So she's like, I know if you stay too long in certain places, you won't want to travel too much. Yeah. So I decided to fly out kind of last minute, uh, flew out early in the morning, uh, picked up and drove back, uh, and then you know flew right back out on another 7 o'clock morning flight and uh, landed in San Diego on Saturday, did the event from 12 to 3, got to film a JTV, which is now live uh, on JTV leg workout and a meet and greet there with my buddy Sean Gilbert event was awesome saw a lot of uh new faces that came out a lot of supporters but I missed the Patriots which was happening in Vegas yeah we were here uh Patriots show was Patriots happening. is here I think it was amateur and then just yeah, the pro show right bikini pro and it's kind of like it's kind of cool that you have two former Olympia winners clashing in Vegas and it's not the and Olympia. who's that Ashley Kaltwasser, who's okay. won three times, and Issa Pacini has won it once. So for those two to have two monster heavyweights like that that are always battling for the Olympia, just doing a regular show in our backyard, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, these bikini girls compete a lot. It's a huge difference. Yeah. I mean, you know, people say, oh, it's it's easy because, I mean, if you look at how much p- bikini has changed, I mean, mm-hmm. back in the day... I was kind of looking at some physiques the other day. I was bringing it back to like the early stages, even like 2013. Ashley won, you know, in 2013. Yeah. And uh, the physique was way different, man. Yeah. The girls are definitely more chiseled. Yes. And uh, the posing has changed slightly. But Issa was the Olympia champ. She won, and then she fell back to fifth the following Sixth. year. Six, okay. Sixth. yeah. And she put on too much muscle, and now yeah. she's seems like she's settling in with her body and uh she's still super young where ashley's a little older for a lot of these ashley's in her early 30s yeah i want to say isa's like 25 and they're still and like ashley's still crushing so she had a time where she was kind of slipping through and then she came back and i mean she's won like 33 or 34 shows the most of all time yeah in any in any division division she's the all-time winningest dexter was 29 right so yeah isa isa has really really good shape like extremely good shape and if she comes if she dials it in she's a threat to win the olympia again so she won it you felt she won pretty hands down huh? i personally thought it was a walk away for her because she nailed it like absolutely nailed it 
And when someone that good nails it, it's tough to beat them. I mean, I looked at the online stuff. It said, you know, oh, it's close. I mean, I, I wasn't there at prejudging, okay. and, and other people told me it was close. But what I saw at the night show, and they said she looked the same, I didn't. I thought it was a, a walk away win for her because she's just she doesn't have flaws, and she just she you know Ashley it. switched her bikini for the first time, you know, and went blue in the prejudging. Really? Yeah, first time she ever. always she wears red. red. Yeah, I know red, or I think she wore green maybe, but. Yeah. I think uh, I think she's going to take that as kind of like a, yeah. a sign of don't switch it. Yeah, don't switch <laughs> it. Yeah, I think she might have been. Was she green in the night show, or do you remember? I don't remember to be yeah. honest. I don't remember. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm sad I missed that because you know normally when the shows are in town, I try to attend, and I know yeah. a lot of people from Fit Club were there. They had like uh, seven competing. competitors. Yeah, seven. So, so I, I know think- I saw I saw a lot in their stories and. Uh, you know, I, I like I said, I had a great event, um, but there was a l- couple other pro shows that were going on on the weekend. We, let's touch a little bit upon those. I know uh, Hassan actually got his qualification. Yeah. Finally, he brought a crazy physique. AJ Sims helped him out, yep. which was kind of a secret. Yeah. You know, he worked with Chris Aceto in the past, and he just really couldn't peak last year. He did yeah. so many contests. I think he did six or seven shows last year mm-hmm. and uh, got to the Olympia, but obviously didn't peak in his top condition but this show he brought it you know he brought a great physique and yeah you know he was not alone with theo sneaking up in second place and theo's been coming on man he did new york pro yeah um he's been coming on he's been doing other shows and he's a young guy and i was out here training with stanimo but he has a really good structure and uh, I, th- I, th- I think he's a fairly young guy yeah, I'm not. I'm not super familiar. I don't. I'm not sure how old he is. But he already think has, has the points. He's got to be the points leader with how sure. he's been placing because he's been second. I think already, and I think he was fourth at uh, New York Pro when I went out there. And I mean, he's really made improvements. Usually, you see a guy that does multiple shows like that not get necessarily better. So for him to keep improving, yeah, it's crazy. Like yeah. normally, a guy starts to fade, right? But I think yeah. this was his best look of the season so far, yeah. and. You know he, uh, you know he definitely uh, didn't make it easy for Hassan. But Hassan, what do you th- what do you think about his body? I mean, for him, we've always said if he ever came in like really good shape, he would be a problem. And he came in really, really good shape. So I feel he lost a lot of the roundness though to yeah. get it. Do you feel that? But I think he, he was, had they, to do this. To, I think they to, said he was in the upper two thirties because he's but, not tall. But for him, you know that wow factor has always been something. But I feel like he. He had no choice. His back was against the wall. He had to come in crazy condition, and he probably uh, he had to come like this, right? For him to win this show, but I think at like an Olympia yeah, level, he's got to be rounder. Yeah, you can't you you the wow factor really matters at the Olympia. Now, if he could have that condition and and add some size and roundness, then who knows where he could place? What but, uh what was the other show? Uh, that there was, was another show in Seoul, Korea, monsters monsters in okay and. The, the guy who won was Mo Nazor. Nazor? I think that's one Chris Aceto. Chris Aceto's guy. And then he us. looks pretty good, man. He had he really, did, yeah. he's really round. And, and uh, you know, I, I I heard something that he's a doctor. He's a actually legit doctor. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then uh, Sung Chu Lee got second. Yeah, and he was kind of favored, right? I mean, he was, he's the guy that we've always said for years. He has all the, all the yeah. tools if he just came in crazy shape. And for whatever reason, like, this is just my personal opinion, it always seems like his tan's a little off. I don't know why. I just always tans are tricky, man. I always had my secrets on how I used to, you know, for you guys getting ready for shows out there. You know, I always, you know, this spraying was was kind of the new thing, right? Yeah. But I was 
using the brush for a lot or a sponge. And I actually wouldn't use moisturizer for like several weeks prior to the show on purpose. So my skin would actually be dry to suck up a lot of that dye. And I would actually do a dioderm uh, pro tan mixture. Okay. And that seemed to work best for my skin tone and everyone's skin tone is different. And I, of course, having a base tan helps. Of course. And I don't feel like as many, many people today have a base tan when they start. Do you Does know, that make you sense? Know, you know what I remember too? I remember even Ronnie Coleman used to go in the tanning bed. Everyone yeah, did. And I, I don't know if that was just to even every, or do something to the skin, but nobody seems to do that anymore. They're completely pale the day before and they're like, all right, that's okay. But guys used to always go in the tanning bed. Why? Do you think that made a difference? Yeah, for you? I think I think that you know having you know certain skin tone and you know having your skin like all even like because listen, everyone's going to be somewhat like their skin is going to be even of color course. all yeah. through, depending on obviously where you live and you know what you're used to for exposure. But uh, I know for me, like I would tan, you know, at least starting four weeks out, and then I would stop several days before because I didn't want to burn anything, but. I would start putting the tan on like two days out where I feel that they put it on the night before now with a spray. And I just don't think it sits as well and doesn't absorb in the skin. Does that make sense? Yeah. I've, I've noticed, you know, it seems like a lot more recent, more recently where guys will get the spray tan and it always looks like they're smooth afterwards. And I don't know if there's something in it that caught, I, I don't know. I, I don't know the science behind it. Maybe we should ask Stacy or someone from ProTan. Why is that that certain people, when they get sprayed, they look different than if someone actually brushes it on? You know, and I don't know if there's... Yeah, a, and I used to use that small brush that came on the ProTan bottle, mm -hmm. you know, and then Jantana came out with her spray and started... She sent me a sprayer for the longest time, and I would spray at home, and I remember for 2006, man, I was so dark, like, you couldn't even see the cuts unless I was in total light, which is yeah. crazy. Uh, but... You know, having like a good tan is really, really important. And it's just part of the, the final preparation. So I don't understand why someone would wait until the last, the final hours to put the tan on because you're not sure how it's going to sit, right? Yeah. We see a lot of bad tans. I don't know. Yeah, we do. You see it You, you see it too many times where someone will look crazy a day or two out and they'll get on stage and they look so But back then we didn't out. have MT2, which a lot of guys use, you know, it's increases the amount in their skin or whatever. Mm -hmm. So uh, back then, I mean, no one really used that. I'd never heard of it back in my era. Yeah. I mean, it's a peptide that, that you can pretty much get anywhere and like, and a lot of people use it. I tried it once. I used it. Yeah, I used it. It, gives you, it makes you feel like you want to throw up. Well, it does it in abundance, but I think if you, you know, it definitely helps uh, for, you know, if you're very pale, mm -hmm. um, very light, fair-skinned. Yeah. Um, and I think it also helps people, like, if they go in the sun and avoid getting a lot of burn, you know? Yeah. But anyway, so... Um, so, yeah, Sung Chu Lee got second. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure what, what these guys are going to do, you know, going forward from here. But he's always going to be a favorite just because he's just so round and he's got the shape. And But, I mean, we weren't there to see uh, see these guys in person. Yeah, this so point know. system, man, is just a little different for me. Do you not like it? I, I You know... I'm just one of these people. I think that the, um, you know, the top 10 at the Olympia, like we used to qualify and yep. now, you know, this whole point thing, I think, you know, they decided the top to top five it, qualify, which I, to which I totally get because they definitely need, there's so many shows now, but remember back then, the reason they had the top 10 qualify, cause there weren't as many shows to qualify. Yeah. Now there's so many shows that the guys can jump in and I still, once again, 
where are the the crazy big names that need to qualify for the Olympia? Why aren't they in these shows? Yeah. I mean, why is Toronto Pro so small? Why there's you know seven people in the Toronto? I mean, Pro. seven. It, it's usually just, there's thirty. It's mind blowing to me because like the Olympia, especially being in December now. You know, you have time. I'm trying to think what other big names still need to qualify. Ian needs to requalify. Well, I mean, we haven't seen Sergio. Sergio. We haven't seen, you know, Kuklo didn't. Kuklo's going to qualify. Unless he's going to do points. Uh, but even with points, I mean, look, who's to say another guy won't go do five or yeah, six other shows? I know shows. Ian's planning to do Tampa. Okay. And I think Texas is coming up too, right? Yeah. Uh, Try to defend it, both of his, both of his yeah. in August. And he's going to be tough wherever he Like goes. Arnold UK. Uh, Hollingshead. Hollingshead. Too, but so is... Uh, um, the young kid, the young kid from uh, Samson has to qualify still. Okay, he's need he's he doesn't not want to qualify. Show Regan qualified from winning uh, Egypt okay, last so year, he's there. so he's in. Uh, I know we're missing some other people, but there's still there's still some big names out there that have to qualify. But there's a lot of shows still this year. There's two or three more in Europe still. There's two in Italy. There's one in France. There's the UK. That's four alone. Plus, is is there open men in, in the Dubai show? Yeah. So, I mean, that's five right there, plus you still got yeah, and you, these Vancouver. Yeah, and these Middle Easterns are unbelievable, man. Yeah. They're, like, coming on. I mean, that's the big difference between – like, people keep asking. I Someone stopped me the other day, and they said, where's, like, the place now for bodybuilding? And I said, Vegas. And then I thought about it, and I'm like, you know what? It's kind of the Middle East, right? All these guys going to they Dubai, have, Kuwait, and – like, there's a lot of powerhouses coming it's out. Inexpen- it's super inexpensive to live in Dubai, and it's easier to just – it's more bodybuilding friendly there than it is in America. You, know, you can get your whatever compounds you need. You can get them there legally. And it's just more bodybuilder friendly. And it's super cheap. Like I look at real estate there sometimes and you'll see some of these, some of these high rises are like, these high rises are like three, $400,000. It here would be a million and a half to 2 million. And there's no taxes. I know. Maybe <laughs> I need to move to Dubai. <laughs> you want to go? Let's go. It's just so far, man. So, it's, not, it's so far from here. But when you're over there, you're good. <laughs> then it's so far to come back. Yeah, and they have the pro show happening the 22nd weekend of October. That's Bottles. my birthday. On that, that yeah. My birthday is on We've been there. Out, we've been on there on my birthday. Remember we walked into the hotel room and they had that little yeah. cake for me on that table that was like 30 feet long? Remember yeah. we got upgraded to when yeah, we said let's yeah. downgrade us because we got the presidential and like this shit's way too big. Yeah, yeah. I, we walked in there one day and there was a little baby cake about this big. And it's on my Instagram. It says happy birthday, Matt. And I'm like, how the hell they know it's my birthday? But they make you sign it with your passport. It's funny. Uh, we went to White Nightclub. That was a good time. Actually. Yeah, on the rooftop. Perfect time of year. Yep. And, uh, I remember walking up going, we're going to be on a fucking roof. And it's like 100 degrees no, out. it was actually nice, It was nice, man. though. It was yeah, it was nice. And, and uh, damn, who, who performed? Uh, I think I was wearing a scarf, actually, or something. Yeah, windy, I'm sure you were. You and your scarves. Uh, Lloyd Banks performed. Oh, yeah? Lloyd Banks performed that night, yeah. And it was on my birthday. <laughs> we were at Club. Club that was an night. awesome. That was an awesome yeah, tour. Yeah, we had fun. We did, yeah. That was, when was that, 2016? Yeah, damn, that was a long time ago. Well, time, we'll time be we'll be there for my birthday again this year. <laughs> Looks like we may be there again for that. So, yep. so talk to me, but talk to me about this this car you got, because you have a car problem, and I'm going to call you out publicly. You have a car problem. No, it, it's just one of these things where, for the first time, you know, I've always had interest in cars, <laughs> and you know, through my videos and early on, I mean, my first car I ever bought, you know, I bought a sports car in high school, an RX7. 
And then eventually when I started doing well, you know, I bought BMWs, like I bought seven series and I bought an X5. Like I remember coming to your one. house in 07 and you had a whole garage of BMWs. I had, a, you had like the a, convertible, I had a six the seven series, series. I had a seven. I had the Porsche Cayenne. Yep. And I had an X, SUV. Yeah, an X5. Yep. And, uh, and, you know, I at one time I, you know, that was kind of the truck that I bought, but you know, I migrated, I end up, you know, getting my dream car, which was the Lorenzo Mercedes. It had the Lorenzo package on it. Larry, you remember that car? And, you know, I had the Cayenne. It's still around. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's still around <laughs> somewhere. Uh, but, uh, you know, and then, of course, it, it goes up and up and up from there. You know, I bought a Porsche Turbo at one time, and, you know, I bought a Jaguar, which I thought, wow, this is, like, super fast and whatever. And then uh, it just got more and more. I remember buying the Rolls-Royce in 2013 and the uh, the Range Rover, and then eventually we, you know, ended up this year and I just got on the list for all these cars. And for the first time ever, you can actually make money selling cars because I'm buying everything at retail price. So I bought an S class an S 580 that just came in, but I'm really doing a lot of custom work to it. You've seen the pictures. We'll, we'll you guys will see it soon, but it's crazy. I'm going to hijack it from you. It's uh, it's probably one of the better builds I did. Um, and I had a Lamborghini Urus months ago. I sold it. And I uh, just got another one, actually, a special order that I got, um, which is the car that I picked up on Friday. So it's really nice. How was that drive back? It was amazing. You know, I, I wish I didn't get stuck in so much traffic, but it's kind of funny because I ship all my cars. I buy everything usually in California just because the volume's better and the pricing is, it works, just works. I have a relationship. And I thought, you know, I always had this dream when I was younger to drive a Corvette was my dream car and drive it across the desert, convertible vet. And I did that. I did that in two, around 2001. Um, I was able to drive across a four-hour drive. And uh, I said, you know what? I want to drive this truck back because obviously the Lambo truck is like super fast. I had the exhaust done already. Um, but I got kind of stuck in a lot of stop and go traffic. So I couldn't really get it to where I wanted to. How fast to. you get it up to? Mm, about 120, not, not super fast. And uh, it's nothing like the Tesla's just way faster than anything, you know. Yeah. So I have I got that Tesla X Plaid earlier in the year. So, you know, right now that's you know driving that. Of course, today I'm driving the Suburban, but um, I have a lot of cars. You know, I have a couple G wagons, Rolls Royce. Seven still. cars right now. Yeah, that's a lot. I know, but there's a there's a rhyme or reason why I do it, right? So, uh, which one which one would you sell first if you could sell any? Uh, it's a good question. You know, the last one I would sell is a Tesla. That one you just want to hang on to? I want to hang on to it just because it makes the most sense. It's practical. I get rebates, everything on that. I didn't buy that one to flip it, although I could flip it for money because there is a wait list on it. I would probably say the Rolls Royce because I drive it the least. The older G-Wagon, which is back here right now. Uh, the S-Class, probably. I, I would just want to try to get some content with it because that was an exciting build for me, but... I haven't driven it yet, so I don't know how it drives. It went right to the shop to get all the, the stuff done. Yeah, you literally haven't even sat Yeah, I haven't, I haven't really driven it. So, I mean, the Lambo truck, obviously, I'm going to keep for a minute, but I'm kind of excited to drive that one more. I'm actually going to use this one a little often. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the thing is with me is I'm always working. Like, I'm always hauling stuff around. And, you know, like today I picked up shirts from the print shop next door and I had to bring them over and uh, sort through stuff. So a lot of times I'm like just busy with that kind of thing. But man, I just, I feel blessed to be able to do these, you know, buy these cars and 
you know, be able to have something. I, I've just always been a car nut. Yeah. And uh, I don't necessarily like to drive super fast. So you notice a lot of my vehicles are more luxury driven, but you made a good point today. And the technology has trained, changed so much on vehicles, right? Yeah. I mean, look, dude, the Tesla drives itself, you know? Yeah. It's got all self-driving and, and uh, you know, the Mercedes is all new, all new technical everything. I mean, you get to drive it, Larry, Larry, right? Larry's got two. I, I sat in Larry's. I wish I could afford one. Right. He's got all the money. <clears throat> they're, no, they're they're nice, though. They, they got... You know, that's the one thing about living in Vegas is... You know, we don't enter the snow and whatever. I mean, you have a four-wheel drive truck. My Suburban's yeah, four-wheel. Yeah, you, you have to have four-wheel drive in a truck or it's not a truck. Yeah. That's just how I've always felt. When they optioned me, they're like, oh, you don't, you only need two drive, two-wheel drive Suburban. I'm like, man, give me the Ford just in case I decide to go to Big Bear or one of these of places. Course. And, like, I might need the four-wheel drive, right? You never know. I mean, you never know if you're out somewhere and, and even if it starts raining. And you know yeah. how there's times where there's, we get, not I don't want to say mudslides, but... You get like areas where water gathers up. Yeah, you, and you to, could get stuck. You want to know the crazy thing? So I I was driving across last Friday to Vegas, and if anyone any of you do this ride, so it's basically the 15 freeway all the way, right? Yeah. 15 north. And I literally came. I was wondering why the stop and go traffic was happening. So I get down to this like really this valley, and I can't see anything. Because the wind is so so strong blowing yeah. through there's a sand. Sandstorm. It actually was a huge like monsoon of like sand. Yeah. Yeah. And that it was drifting onto the road. So literally when I got home, I drove through this and you couldn't see two feet in front of you. It was like a yeah. a whiteout. My truck was all had this much uh sand on the rims, just yeah. from it blowing across. Yeah. It was going through. It wasn't coming at me, it was blowing across. And it was just fine sand. And it was just crazy because I'd never seen that before ever driving from from California to Vegas. I've seen it a couple times where I'll look out on my balcony and normally when I wake up in the morning, I can see yeah. all the lights at night and you can see. And there was one time earlier this year, I went outside and looked and I swear you couldn't see 100 feet. It was just, it was like orangish. And you saw that it said on the Weather Channel, it said uh, sandstorm warnings. What do you think is the the your least favorite thing about living in Vegas? Is uh, it the winds? Is it the heat? It's, is it the cost of living? Is it, what is I don't it? Know if, I don't know if there's any one thing that I really like dislike. I don't like the wind. The only thing I would say, the, the thing that I, I, I would like to have a house on the water. And that's just difficult well, you here. You can live in Lake I mean, Las Vegas. You can. It's just, it's just really, it's way overpriced and it's, and it's far. Not that I really care how far things are because... You only just make your decisions based on the airport distance. Yes. Because you travel so much. Yes. And it's been like that forever. You you want to be close to the airport. And you don't, you don't think about it until you live far away from an airport. I'll tell you, bro. When I took those two 7 a.m. flights... You realize how far no, you were. No, <laughs> no. 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. No traffic. Of course. Crazy. 15 minutes from my house. Yeah, how fast to how the fast airport? Were you going? Like the speed limit, but it was clear roads Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday took me fifteen minutes to get to the airport. Yeah, that's fast. Of course, when I looked it up in Lake Lake Las Vegas, it's actually a shorter distance to the airport than your house. Okay, but but you're on that two lane road, right? That's pretty. That's not good driving from it's, Lake isn't Las it four Vegas lanes now, though. From from from, from the, Lake Las Vegas to. 
It's, I'm almost positive it's four lanes. What's the downside of driving from Lake Las Vegas to, like, the action here? Two fifteen around, yeah. But you get backed up, right, at lights and stuff, or no? Yeah, that's what they say. It just but I've seen the videos where they yeah. time it. Yeah, if there's certain times of day where anything's bad, right? you <laughs> so fast in the Mandarin. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's what I miss about being back home in Wisconsin because the airport was four miles from my house, and I could, if my flight was at noon, I left my house at eleven. I'd get there 45 minutes before. I'd go to walk in. They'd know my name already. They'd, oh, Matt's coming in. They'd check me in, and I'd just get right through. Here, just yeah, depends you on know, the day. You know, I flew into Orange County on Friday, man, and I was like, damn, I miss this airport, you know, because it was smaller. Except and, when you take off from that airport. Yeah, well, it's just the times are, like, a, <laughs> yeah. awkward, you know, because uh, they take off super fast for the sound, sound restriction. But, yeah. Uh, you know, you, you pull out there and it's like so much, you know, the Uber's right there in the yeah. garage. And I thought about, damn, like last time I went to L.A., you know, you had to walk a distance to even get yep. the Ubers. Like you have to take a shuttle now or something, right? You have to take a shuttle to the Uber area yes. and then wait for the Uber in different areas. Yeah. It's like. That's a cab it's, thing. It's that's, a pain in the that's ass, That's the man. cabs like complaining about yeah. Ubers. It's, and it's, it's a pain in the ass. Like certain airports you go to, you can just order an Uber and it just pulls right up. Like when I went to Sacramento for the world's yeah. strongest man. You order it, and right where your bags are, you walk out the door, and the, the Ubers pick you up right there. It's simple. And then other places you go to, you have to take a shuttle, or it's on the – even here, when we get our bags, you got to go you know, go to the elevator, go up a, a floor, go down, cross over, take another elevator up, and then you have to go th – you know. What do you tell people, through? though, if they want, were thinking, considering moving to Las Vegas right now? It's, what are the ins and outs of uh, of Las Vegas? Vegas, in my opinion, doesn't have any negatives, unless you have a like a gambling problem, if you have a party or drug problem, or you have like a shopping problem. Because if you're someone who's constantly going to Louis Vuitton and Gucci yeah. and all this other shit, you'll blow everything. Or if you have an alcohol problem or a gambling problem, it's all right here. But if you don't have those issues. I don't see I don't see a negative about living here. It's got the fourth lowest taxes in America. It's inexpensive. Um, the cost of living has gone up since we've originally came here, but it's still lower than any other major area in, in, in America. There's no natural disasters. It's got the best restaurants in the in the world are all here like I don't see any kind of food yeah I just don't see a, a, a downfall personally. I still wake up. A lot of days and say, damn, I live in Las Vegas. I mean, I said that for a long time when I lived in California because when you grew up on the East Coast and you watched all these TV shows and they all featured, uh, you know, all the things happening in California, right? Yeah. You thought everything was based. All the studios were there, right? Mm -hmm. So I remember seeing like Universal Studios like on these things and be like, man, if I could ever tour that someday. And I got to all do that as like a vacation. But, you know, and then I migrated to Vegas and to see the lights and what I always tell people when I travel to these events I live in Vegas they're like man what's it like you know but today I, when I meet someone in fitness I'm just like the gym culture is crazy like you can train at so many great facilities and it seems like like Dragon's Lair is probably the number one destination for a lot of people for in the fitness. bodybuilders for yeah sure. um you know and of course you know supporting flex buying some of his merch there you know fit club 
you know, uh, everyone used to always go to Lift Factory because they had the murals there. That was yes. remember when they when I first went there, they were like, "Oh, we just wanted you to show up." They never imagined yeah. it would get super famous. And yeah. you know, I I hang my hat at Kilo Club a lot now just because it's a little more, uh, like uh, quiet. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, as I get into my training, and I always talk about the meditation purpose, how important it is for me to train. Uh, why I do what I do. It's like I reverted back to how I started. So I went through this whole early stage of of saying, okay, the meditation, you know, the stress relief, all that was the gym was my savior. And then eventually became my job. Mm-hmm. And then once I quit, it was like, okay, I don't do this for a job anymore. Although I feel like social media is my job and I'm on there every day. I think that you know, now it's reverted back to my stress reliever, my meditation, although the training has changed a lot. And I, you know, I see you, you're falling into back into a good pattern of training where you yeah. were, I remember you saying to me, I'm just not motivated to train. I'm just not motivated yeah. to eat. And I think now that you've gotten sequence of somewhat of sleep, I notice you're sleeping a little later now. So you're actually getting good sleep. You're eating at least, you mentioned four meals a day yeah. and you're training consistent now. Yeah. Well, I don't, you know what it is for so long, we've just been go, 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 go travel. And when you're traveling and you're not, and I don't sleep good in hotels. I never have. And you're not sleeping good and back. It it affects you. And like, there's times you get up and you're like, I don't even want to go to the gym today. And I haven't had that in a decade. Do you take anything for sleep? No. I try. Like some people, I mean, there's a lot of sleep formulas out there. And I know people are pushing for me to make one, but. You know, some people smoke before they go to bed or take I, I've, some. Uh, you know, I, I've I've tried everything at edibles. one point or another, but what does it for me is just I probably consume too much caffeine. Mm-hmm. I know I do. Um, do you, I have really do you, bad sleep apnea, but I have a custom mask, and that helps. Do you stress later in the day or not so much? How would know. you rate your stress le- level at a rate of 1 to 10 today? I'm not stressed at all. So low? low? Yeah. yeah, no, I, I don't. I get I get work stress from time to time just when when you have to travel and book events just and just because whenever whenever you whenever you do I get anxiety when it, whenever you do an event there's a lot of variables that can go mm-hmm. wrong and if something goes wrong I'm the person they're looking at to fix it so I'm always trying to foresee what's going to happen and make sure nothing does go wrong so yeah I get I get when I, especially when it's a big expo or a big weekend and I have five six seven ten fifteen people there what's the biggest event with athlete draw that you have coming up the american fitness expo for sure and that's uh I'll, july 23rd and 4th yeah. right well i'll have 15 plus people houston there. houston big shout houston, out to Texas. uh yep. malik and american fitness expo yep. we're all going to be in the house that'll man. be that'll be a that. big one because not only that you know i usually have companies involved and i and i'm just involved across the board with that expo i help get all the athletes booked to help Who's get the, the title sponsors of that thing? celsius this year oh, okay yeah yeah shout out to celsius yeah Celsius is the title sponsor. Yeah. So, but we, we always, even, even, even sometimes going to a smaller event, you might not see it or someone else from the outside might not see it. But when someone like Jay Cutler goes to an event, it carries a lot of weight. He has a lot of, uh, so there's a, a lot, lot of behind of, the scenes. Yes. There's so much, there's so many moving parts that the average person doesn't see it. They don't, they don't see if flights are delayed or flights are canceled or you show up and something's wrong with, we you've named it we've had something go wrong but you always find a way to maneuver it or you show up and things aren't the way they were supposed to be or sometimes we go outside and you're like shit we're gonna stay outside and sweat for five hours or like this last time 
I went to Dallas for last weekend for Dane and Rob's FitCon. You went to Virginia, and I remember you messaged me. You're like, I'm stuck here in Chicago for four hours, four and hours, they've man. already canceled my return ticket. And I was like, in the back of my head, I'm going, oh, I'm in Dallas. I'm good. <laughs> but you had to go deal with that. And the average Joe a lot, would not. A lot of cancellations right now. They wouldn't know all of this yeah. that happened behind the scenes. They just want to know if Jay Cutler's showing up. Does he have a smile on his face or not? So there's always a lot of a lot of stuff that goes on. But overall, I don't I don't have a stressful life. Like a lot of people, a lot of people have stressful lives, and the vast majority of stress they have in their life they bring upon themselves. I wonder though, people listening or watching this, uh, how many people have sleep issues? Because yeah. it seems like more and more people I talk to seem to have a hard time sleeping, whether it's brain shut off. Yeah. Uh, you know, drinking too much caffeine. Caffeine t- out of your life can make a huge difference for I'm people. Sure. And I'm, listen, I'm I'm a somewhat of a caffeine user, but not the extreme that I've been in the past. Yeah, I mean, I used to take a lot of fat burners, ephedra, caffeine, and you know that's how I got lean a lot. So See, in my I, early, I, years, I drink, I drink, uh, I drink probably like five or six cups of coffee in the morning, and then on my way, if I'm coming here, I'll stop it. Dunkin' Donuts and get a coffee, and then I'll come here and I'll drink one or two energy drinks, and you start adding it up, and you're like, "Shit, I'm probably consuming a thousand milligrams of caffeine a day." But one that. thing that does help there, there's in Justin D's actually uh, sent it to me. There's these certain waves that you can listen to that supposedly help calm your brain down. And what is it? It's it's some type of delta wave, and you can go on YouTube and they'll have like ten hours long. And at night, what I've been doing is putting it on, turning it on loud and dimming my computer monitor. And I've noticed I'm sleeping longer because normally I get up at 4.45 to 5. Yeah. Now I'm sleeping until like 6, 6.30. Yeah, I texted you at 7 this morning. You didn't answer. So you I was already asleep. up. You yeah. must have been sleeping I still. I was probably taking a dump or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but no, I, I do sleep a little bit longer, but I, I go to bed at 12 or 1 every morning, every night as well. So... But but I got my I have horrendous sleep apnea. Like mine's. Well, I'm glad you finally figured it out. I but know, a lot I mean, of people suffer from yeah. it. They don't really they don't realize it. So if someone's suffering from sleep, I think they sh- definitely should take a sleep test. How do you go about taking a sleep so test? So I went to I went to my doctor and they sent me off to get a sleep study because I had all this. Like symptoms. where did you where did you do this? My it was in North Vegas. And you, you went into like a room okay, and they had a, a mattress there and they hook you up to an EKG and about 20, maybe more than 20, probably 50 different uh, electrical things they stick to your body from your brain okay. to your feet to everywhere. And you lay down and you're supposed to lay there for three hours and sleep. Can What if you're not tired? I, I, I didn't, the night before I flew, flew coast to coast. Okay. And I purposely... Was I stayed up all the, the night before I stayed up all night and all throughout the day. So when I got here, I showed up at like nine o'clock at night. I remember landing at like seven thirty. I got in my vehicle and I drove straight to the sleep study. And then I was so dead tired. I went to sleep and you're supposed to sleep for, they told me I was supposed to sleep for three hours. Then they wake you up then they put a mask on you and then they determine how much pressure you need. And me, for example, I remember laying down and I was like, oh, wow, they woke me up right away. I was like, damn, I slept for three hours. And she's like, right away, 15 minutes. She's like, we can't watch you anymore. We're afraid like you might not wake up because mine was really, really bad. So after did they have a level like my pressure is 24. I have a bi-level pressure. Okay, Mine's 24 out 
Mine goes 24 and 16. A lot of people might have five or six, I think it's called centimeters of pressure, but mine's 24, which is... Because I remember we were genetics. traveling, bro, and you were like, oh, I just can't sleep. And Yeah, no, I, there was periods where yeah. I'd cough up blood. It was bad, yeah. really bad. So when I got my results you can back... Die from that. Of course you can. Crazy. That's what killed Reggie White. That's yeah. what killed Pimp C. You know, he had... He had sleep apnea and, they just and he didn't took pay attention to it or yeah. it can it can you can have heart issues and everything from it. The doctor when my results came back, I remember her sitting down with me. And it was funny because I had a transplant in this eye and she was actually in the same office that my transplant doctor was in in Wisconsin. And now she's a MD out here. And she she saw something there. She's like Freud at hospital. She's like and I told her my the surgeon she's like I shared an office with him. But she just, I remember her looking at the page and she goes, I don't know what to tell you, but you shouldn't be alive right now. I don't know why you are, but let's not talk about that. You need this machine. And I've slept without it maybe three times in the last seven years. And did insurance cover it or? At the time, yeah. I mean, I, I don't even, I don't even, I mean, the mach- I've had the machine for seven years. Maybe it doesn't break or anything. No, it just works. Yeah, knock on wood. But it's, mine was like $3,000 because it's, it's a bi-level pressure. But I get, uh, I don't even go through insurance for like my supplies. Cause you'll look, you'll look like on the insurance website and they'll charge like a hundred dollars for something. And you can buy the same thing on like eBay or on like a sleep apnea site for like 25 bucks. I never had sleep problems, bro. I never had like, I snore, snore, snored at some point when I was heavier a little bit, but like, I don't have, like, I sleep like a rock, man. Like I, as soon as I lay down. I know. I think I, I, I think I have sleep. videos of us traveling around the world and you just falling asleep. And like on the, the plane, I used to be able to set my, my chest used to be so big. I could put my chin right here <laughs> and it would hold my, right? Larry, remember that, right? <laughs> no, I, no, I just think of how many times we'll be on the plane and it'll be like, we'll be oh, sitting there and like two off, minutes yeah. later, I'll look over and you're. Yeah. Yeah. Angie gets mad about that. <laughs> you just fall like, asleep. You just fall asleep so easy, man. Yeah. yeah. But Some, it's, it's crazy. Cause I, you know, I, I always stress about this sleep pattern and, you know, I always said you need at least seven hours, you know, but I sleep at good five hours. I get stint, five, yeah. But probably between five and seven a night, depending on, you know, I usually wake up between six and seven in the morning yeah. and I go to bed, I would say average between 10 and 12. What do you stress about in life? Not not much, to be honest. I mean, yeah. business, obviously, like I'm, I got a growing business and mm-hmm. travel stresses me. Like when I have an event yeah. and we're getting close, it's Wednesday before Friday travel day. Uh it's usually like, oh man, is the flight going to be delayed? And if I could snap my fingers and be from location to location, I'd be good. But if I were to tell you the most disheartening piece of my life right now is the travel. See, now if you would stop being a cheap fuck and just buy a private plane, we wouldn't have to deal with this. <laughs> Get rid of your cars and just have yeah. a plane. <laughs> then we wouldn't have none we'll of have this a, mess. Get it all, you know. <laughs> no, I don't. I traveling like. It stresses me out. It, and it, it stresses my sleep out, but it doesn't bother me. It's not me. like going to the airport and going through security, but it's just the fact that I can't get that time back that I'm on a plane. So if I'm flying coast to coast, you know, it's five, six hours. Like, that's a lot of time where people say, oh, I got work to catch up on. But to be honest, like, I'm working round the clock anyway for, like, yep. I go through my email several times a day. I clear everything out in the morning. Uh, obviously, there's communication. But everything I get through is, like, first thing in the morning. And it doesn't take me a lot of time because I don't write a lot of long things anyway. And I communicate a lot by text or cell phone. It just works better for me for business reasons. 
Uh, so for me, I just kind of keep email chains running, but at the same time, I try to actually have like full on conversations about it. So there's no, nothing really missed. Uh, but I would say definitely the traveling because I, it's not even like, oh, I have to be at this event. And I, I love being around the fans. Like yeah. I told you, I tried to stop and I just couldn't do it. Like, and I, I won't stop. I won't stop. I mean, I'm still limited on, okay, I won't take this or that depending on like where I'm traveling the week before. Like I'm off right now for a couple of weeks yeah. uh, through the ninth. I go to Ohio on the ninth and then I'm in New York the next weekend and then we're in Houston. So that's pretty hectic three weeks, like a lot of, yeah. I mean, I have to go basically to Ohio and I have to come back and then go to East Coast and then come back. Um, and then Houston's easy. It's only a couple hours, right? Yeah. But that's going to be a long weekend because we have a two-day meet and greet event. And uh, I looked, I was looking on my uh, my travel app because I don't have to travel for like a couple weeks. Yeah. And I'm like approaching 100,000 miles already this year. Almost 100,000 so miles already. Status, oh, yeah. Uh, I've already hit it. But yeah. it just... You don't realize it, but every week when you go, 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 here, here, but in, out, in, out, this way, that way, you just, you don't realize it when you're caught in the moment. But I don't, I also, I don't, I don't stress about traveling at all. I don't even like, yeah. I don't even, I've been doing it for 20 years that even when I'm around people like, hey, are you, are you ready for your trip tomorrow? I'm like, I haven't even packed yet. They're like, what do you mean you haven't packed? And I'm like, I, I just grab what I need. It's well, not a probably big deal. probably wear the same thing a lot. You yeah. Know? You know I mean? You'll, you'll just bring one pair of jeans, couple nice shirts, and whatever you. Because it's not like we have to wear suits and shit where we go. We're just going to expos or we're going to meet and greets, and it's just like a pair of sneakers, a hat, a a t shirt, or a polo, and a pair of shorts. It's just, it's not. As long as I, the only thing that I would stress about would be one time actually when I went to Texas last year. So my sleep apnea machine has two parts. It's got a water chamber and it's got the it's got the actual machine side. I quit traveling with both because last year I went to Texas and I accidentally left the machine part at home and I brought just the water part. So I didn't have my machine remember, for two yeah. nights. And that was hell because I'd wake up, I'd wake up coughing and choking. Okay, yeah. and, and so I, I stress about that. <clears throat> I'll grab my bag and I'll look at it and I'll, I'll quadruple check it. Do I got the plug? Do I got this? Do I got this? This, this? Do I have my chargers? Do I have my stuff for my laptop and whatnot but otherwise other than that i don't there's times where i'll there's times where i'll have a 6 a.m flight i'll just wake up at 3 30 and pack before i go to the airport and i'll just jump on an uber and go or sometimes i'll just you know park at the airport depending on if you're only going for two days it's just better off park at the airport yeah i took an uber from here the other day just it was easier for yeah. me and well yeah i mean you can park your vehicle outside yeah. here no one's gonna mess with it you know, but if you're driving one of your bougie cars, you can park it in back. What? Uh, so give me an update on all these athletes that are uh, on your roster. What do we have coming up? Um, I don't think anyone I have is competing anytime soon. I mean, how is Angelica doing now? She's good. I'm. She actually, I FaceTimed her yesterday, and her. So you guys that don't know, she had a baby. Yeah, she had a baby. Ago, so right? so yeah. we FaceTimed. I saw them at the UFC fight. Yeah, they were sitting. I saw them sitting in the behind the uh, cameras. Yeah, this they were weekend. sitting right behind. Where it. was it this weekend? Was it, was it in there? Austin, Texas? Okay, that's yeah. where it was. Yeah. So they, I FaceTime them on a regular basis, yeah. and her daughter is really starting to, to understand. Like, okay, how old is she now? Seven months, eight okay. months. So she's starting to look at when she FaceTime me. She'll look at the phone. And you can see, like, she's like, okay, who is this guy at the other side? Like, why isn't he here? And she just kind of looks at me in a, with a curious look. But mm -hmm. Angelica, she'll be at the her first appearance in two years. She'll be at the American Fitness Expo. Pretty cool. I saw um, the advertisement with all the girls. So they had yep. they had her, Yurishna, and... 
They Barbara. Got, they oh. got Barbara, Yurishna, her, um, Laura Lee, and okay. Janet. And then there's still two. We still have other. So girls. what did they call that? There was some. It's, it they're going to do a panel with like okay. those girls. They called it some name. I don't. I don't know. I what forgot it was. what they called okay. it. And then they're going to have another panel with uh, like Dana Lynn Bailey and Kristen Nunn. Okay. And then you'll probably have one by yourself. And I think Hani's going to come. We're still working on him. Probably okay. get him to come down. And then we'll have you know uh, Regan and Hunter Labrada and Brandon Hendrickson and you know another group of athletes. We'll probably have them all do a panel. But I don't. I don't have anyone. Uh, competing anytime soon outside of brian shaw he's got the shaw classic has been traveling she's been on tour she was in she was on tour she was in south america yeah, i saw Carol she G just i just saw weeks. she did a little performance at the junior nationals yeah. which she looked amazing man. she was out of the country for six weeks i, was, I mentioned to you i said god she's in such great shape yeah like, she doesn't get out of shape she was how she a, stay on that program when she travels like that she, she just, just kind of food. similar how you are she doesn't yeah. like go have she doesn't she just eats healthy same with yeah. angelica they just eat they don't go like. I wonder how Angelica binge. looks now. Being she's she's, she's back to she looks like she's back in the gym training. Like ready to get back on stage, huh? Of course. I mean, I'm sure everyone <laughs> loved to see her do it. I don't know if she will or won't. I don't. I don't. I don't even say anything. I'm not even going to put that pressure on her. She's got a daughter. She needs to concentrate on that. Yeah. But yeah, nobody nobody's competing anytime soon outside of like I said the Brian Shaw Classic, which is the second week of August. Are you going to that or? Yeah. Because Trifecta and Celsius will both be okay. sponsoring that. So, and I always go support Brian. And I want to, you know, his his home gym's finally is done now. Oh, so finished, uh, we got to fly up there and go. He wants you to do a podcast with him, and he built like an eleven thousand square foot gym warehouse. That's pretty cool. That's in his new. Uh, it's in Colorado. Yeah, next to his next to his house. So yeah, I get a lot of people that stop me on the road about the podcast and said, "Oh yeah, I watched the Brian Sharp episode." Yeah. And, you know, they're just floored by, you know, it's amazing what he transitioned to, you know, yeah. being as a basketball player to becoming, you know, the world's strongest man. And yeah, I mean, he was 40 and he got fourth this year. One of the pioneers, that's, you know. That's crazy at 40 years old to be right there with the young guys still. Yeah, I feel he could, you know. This isn't it, though, I hope, you know. I don't know. I mean, well, he's doing his show. His show will have all of the top, top guys, all the, the, the reigning world's strongest man. Um, they'll All the top guys will be out there. It's in, uh, I think, four. Say Thornton or I forget the name of it. It's northwest of Denver, so we'll uh, I'll go up there a couple days before. If you have nothing going on, maybe we'll get you up there. Yeah, go yeah. Ahead. When that, we, next uh, episode, we're actually going to focus on the brands a little bit. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. kind of what's happening and um, kind of talk about. I think a lot of people have, have that question, like with sponsorships and how to get involved with with brands. You know, I mean, I I actually, you know, I was one of the first to do many things in this business. And, you know, I was always had this vision to be an entrepreneur and kind of create my own. Right. Yeah. But I still work alongside with some great brands, but it, every day is a grind and, you know, creating content has kind of become the job now. And I feel there's some people in the industry, Regan, for example, who's great at creating content. Like yeah. he's a great content creator. And uh, sometimes it's, uh, you know, it's hard to, I think, you know, a lot of YouTube people tell you, you know, it's hard to top a, each YouTube video over and over, right? Yeah. Especially when you've seen some really off-the-wall type videos from people. But, uh, you know, I want to get into a little bit about what we have going on, you know, yeah. transitional times and how it's changed. Um, you know, Larry sitting over here, we talk about, you know, he started my Instagram. I remember him coming to me that day and saying, hey, there's this thing called Instagram. And I said, what is it? He said, you post up your life. And there was no Instagram stories then, you know, so we were already doing YouTube at the time, but that got canceled because of contracts and, 
you know, now we have a lot of social media channels, including TikTok and whatever. Yeah, else, I, think, you know? I think I think there's something that you know we can touch on next week as well. There's not a I don't know how to say this. There's a lot of people that think that there's a bunch of great like business people in the industry, but how many people really own almost everything? What I mean by that is you don't have five or six contracts that you're relying on. Mm-hmm. The supplement brand you own. Multiple clothing lines, you own. Mm -hmm. You have other businesses that, from the cultivation to medical stuff to, you have your hands in so many other things, but even the brands that you do promote that that you are a part of, you have ownership in them. Mm -hmm. And and not a lot of people realize there's a huge difference between being a signed athlete, which your contract can leave tomorrow, or actually owning it to where... When you're building something up, nobody can take it away from you. You're building your brand and your future. I think because people's biggest concern is like, how do I get to that level, right? Yeah. And I remember even Nick Walker's parents coming, you know, bringing him to the expo in Philly and being like, hey, I want my son to be yeah. at that level. And I said, you know, he has to do something in order first to get that jump, right? Yeah. And look, he did the stage thing, and now look at what his career has done, right? Yeah. He's one of the biggest names out there. So. And I feel he's really good at putting himself out there that people gather interest for. Um, but, you know, first of all, you have to be available. That's the most important thing. Of course. But we'll get into all that. You know, I just wanted to get on and, and kind of give you guys a little rundown of, you know, what's been happening, you know, episode 34. And, you know, we're making traction on this thing. I, I would love you for you guys to comment or engage there's something like, people want us to talk about or touch yeah on. i mean i know you guys shout out guests all the time and and one thing with us is you know we we want it to fit right and um you know we want people to be comfortable and obviously their guests kind of run a lengthy time for us but we're on here every week trying to put put out you know just topics conversation you know a lot of this i feed off what i hear about when i'm on the road you know yeah. this past week and i had a lot of great comments on all the content that's out there. And then, uh, you know, we're just going to keep pumping it out, but, uh, we appreciate you guys follow. Make sure you guys like subscribe, uh, comment and, uh, share the video. If, uh, if you guys, you know, want to help us promote the Cutler cast, everything counts for us. So, uh, we'll see you guys next week for our next version of branding. All right. So episode 34, we are out.